0: You are listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salema. Does just say Ali Salama? What? My name is Ali Salema, and I'm really excited to be, you know, bringing another episode in a new week. It's episode 53 of Empathy Always Wins. Holy crap! We've been doing this for ages, yo. Anyways. Um, I just wanna say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We are just about to hit a thousand followers on Instagram and we are about to hit 10,000 listens on the English podcast. We hit over 160,000 downloads in the past year on the Arabic podcast, Empathy Always Wins on SoundCloud. But hey, that's why like, you know, we're doing Empower Bil Arabi. It's a new podcast that's going to be Empower's podcast. And now in Ramadan, I am doing Asrar al-Nafs, the Middle East Celebrity Mental Health show and podcast. So I say show because I just don't want to say podcast, podcast. I mean, it's boring saying podcast. It's way more interesting to say it's a show. And you know what? Next Ramadan, I'ma do it as a video show and we'll turn it into podcast as well. But Let's leave that a little bit on the side. Today, I have a quite a unique format that I would really sort of like to introduce. Um, I've been doing a couple of interviews here and there. And to be honest, guys, like, I think that there's no point in just them being up on the web. I I chase them. Why don't they just all be on this show and my show and and give it, you know, give you a little bit of an idea of sort of how... um, how, how I present sort of mental health Like I'm not just this guy doing this show I'm this guy that's, you know, out there talking about And also hosting people But I can be hosted as well So you have this voice, this alley voice Talking to you and you listening to it as a listener But you also have someone hosting me And we speak and I'm on the receptive side So today uh, we are going to share my interview With Helen Farmer on Dubai Eye i'm really excited this was just sent to me like a few days ago and let's hop into episode 53 and guys if you haven't rated the show empathy always wins on apple Podcasts, feel free to follow the podcast on spotify rate it and review it on apple and tell your friends about it tell your friends this is the mental health leadership show that you can't miss out all right let's hop into it right now
1: On afternoons with Helen Farmer, it is our psychology hour, and delighted to welcome something of an expert in that field. Ali Slama is a social entrepreneur, a speaker, a podcaster, an ex-pro athlete, and the Middle East's mental health ambassador. He also um, is building his mental health startup, Empower, and has his very own podcast, Apple's number one charting youth leadership podcast called "Empathy Always Wins." Ali, thank you so much for sharing your time with us this afternoon and. I'm so pleased that this is clearly such a priority for the part of the world. But the obvious question is what on earth does the Middle East mental health ambassador do? What does that role entail?
2: Well, thank you, Helen, for having me. What does he do? I think that that's the biggest question. And it's very important to realize that as a youth leader myself, it all started by myself and it started from personal struggle and what does that person do right now well at the moment we're doing the first ever mental health report on the impact of covid 19 on entrepreneurs we're figuring out data because before we can find solutions we have to use the tools that we have ie social media pretty much everything we can get a hands-on through the tech enablement that we have in today's world so for me i use social media probably the number one sort of most followed youth in the region. I am able to like deduce pain points and be able to consult the WHO. Um, my mentor is the World Federation for Mental Health President-elect, Dr. Nasser Loza. And with the network that we have, we are just trying to make sure that we can provide the best help for you know, policymakers that can actually make decisions and incorporate that uh, that change within our ecosystems and within our communities.
1: It's a big undertaking, but I really feel like there's perhaps never been a more important time to be addressing this. What I'd like to kind of bring to the table is that point about social media, which has been demonised for so long. And to be honest, in some areas, rightfully so, you know, we've seen increase of self-harm in, in young people, young women um, especially. But there is such an overlooked benefit to social media, and that is that sense of connection and community and sharing. Where have you seen it come into its own, um, especially during the course of the last year, Ali?
2: I think social media is is a yin-yang sort of thing because uh, it certainly did blow up in COVID. From four hours, usage is now, you know, being to top to seven and eight hours per day uh, on an average sort of uh, device. But... Let's look at how we use and how we educate people from a young age on mm-hmm. social media and i think that's the biggest thing we need to look at because i think in governments institutions around the world not per se in the middle east we didn't really take the impact of social media and our mental health seriously in the first place so when something really took off and we were all forced on social media we didn't know how to behave we just didn't know the implications the health the health uh, costs of using social media when it comes to addictions and when it comes to all these things that you and i and probably everyone listening to us is kind of of feeling but i think there's also a great advantage to social media that means i mean from a perspective of community building right i couldn't be able to have this message if it wasn't for social media i couldn't be able to reach to the people that need the support need the help if it wasn't for social media but i don't think everyone is using social media in that way because it's very easy to get sucked into the abyss of self-comparison and all these Mm -hmm. things but what i'm trying to say is education can make us more conscious and more intentional when using social media. So I think that we do need a little bit of education, but I wouldn't be the first person to demonise social media more so than say we need more awareness. Just as we need awareness on mental health, we need more awareness on on social media usage.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's not going anywhere. So the more we can do to teach, you know, the younger ages, and I say younger, I mean, you know, all the way down to you know foundation stage in school and this is something that you've been speaking about before you've been a keynote speaker for the canadian mental health charity you speak um, you've spoken to thousands of students from grade one upwards why do you feel like speaking about mental health at such young age is part of your role and your passion
2: i'm part of the statistics. i i never believed in mental health right if I was at this age, being the person who was sitting in my audience listening to a guy, a, a male, a man who's you know who has a physique and talking about mental health, this would have really made me think twice. Well, why something? Why someone like that, who I never thought would embody mental health, is talking to me about mental health? And this is what I'm trying to sort of overcome when it comes to the stigma. It's because what happened to me made me realize the importance of mental health from a standpoint of someone who was super Egyptian, uh, you know, living in the West, until that person got into a mental illness and recovered and stayed four years going to seek support and realizing the importance of, of being vulnerable, of, you know, seeking help, the importance of communicating. We're not taught that from a young age. And I think kids hearing this from a young age, seeing that this is the only way you can actually not just be successful, but have openness while being at the place that you're at while feeling fulfilled because I think what we're at right now is a lot of people want to go and chase a lot of things but the biggest issue is fulfillment and that is what the message around mental health is all about it's about how can you still do whatever that you want to do but still feel happy and fulfilled and satisfied with the life that you have and it's not more so anything other else than that because that's what we're suffering from today we don't think we're enough we are always comparing ourselves And we frankly don't know what we want because we're running after things that, you know, is just bombarding us left, straight, right and centre. We're just absorbing so much information.
1: Um, Are you able to tell us, Ali, about your own experiences with mental health?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was, I I mean, I went to Divine English-speaking college here. I uh, left to Canada when I was uh, 17, a month before I turned 18. I just didn't, uh, you know, I was the typical kid going to, you know, Secondary school or high school here, and I wasn't used to the, the the Western life. I think don't think I. No one can teach you the reality of what it you know feels like to go there. So, when I landed there, I found it very hard to make friends. And I'm a very social type of person, but I wasn't accustomed to the culture shift. Slowly but surely, I I just found it very hard getting into social circles, really finding that meaningful connection that I was talking about, being fulfilled, and not just going out because I wanted to go out and. In one and a half year, I just dipped 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 month after month until um I was showing up to class and my eyes were red and I had no energy and I couldn't sleep well, and I just lost sense of time and all these things that you know I didn't know at the time were symptoms of something going you know sideways and i I couldn't fake it i I couldn't ignore it, and my mother and I had the decision that you know it was really going bad. I started to get thoughts that weren't really uh, you know okay and i just had to seek support. And this was my journey. And when I went there and when I, so, when I went into my counselor's room and I saw people who were literally classmates, how did I not know they weren't okay like I was not okay? And I felt that we often hide under so much because of shame and the stigma. And sometimes it's all well and good when you hear stigma, 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 until you walk into a room and it's because of the stigma that you are where you're at, right? Mm. And that's my journey.
1: I'm in conversation with Ali Salama, a social entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, ex-pro athlete. And I mean, imagine this for a business card, the Middle East Mental Health Ambassador. We've been talking obesity this afternoon, colon disease, and they've all had mental health repercussions. So we need people like Ali to tell us that it's okay to get help. Up next, more from our chat. Hold on for one more day. Join the conversation on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Just think of the business opportunity if I could introduce you to half of the UAE population. Well, unfortunately I can't. But the ARN Business Club, brought to you by the UAE's most trusted multi-platform network, can. With vaccines rolling out, now is the time to reconnect with your customers and learn how you can experience an incredible rate of business growth. Registrations are filling up quickly, and this free seminar will sell out. Register today at RadioRSVP.com or text ABC to 4324. Calling all safe drivers. Do you pay attention to the road? Yes. Do you wear your seatbelt? Yes. Do you have zero claims? Yes, of course. And did you get your incredible car insurance discount yet? What? What? How? safe drivers pay up to 50% less on comprehensive car insurance with AXA. Get affordable, quality car insurance with amazing benefits, including free 24-7 roadside assistance, airport chauffeur service, and more. Call 800-292, visit AXA.ae or our nearest branch to buy now. AXA. Terms and conditions apply. Would you believe it if I said you can set up your business in under 60 minutes? Is that even possible?
0: Yes! Hamria Free Zone offers a one-stop solution to make your dream business a reality. With 6,500 businesses from 160 3 countries and world class facilities including warehouses, offices and industrial plots. Wow, amazing. Hamriya Free Zone, a world of new possibilities awaits. For special offers and more details, call us on 065263333 or visit hfza.ae.
1: We promised you big names on the brand new Robbie Fowler podcast and so far We've delivered From Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp I would be the worst Actor in the world Because I can Exactly play One role And it's myself To no-nonsense Graham Sunes. Well I don't think It's bigger and better Than, than Rangers To the king Sir Kenny Dougleish. Well if my name Was east or west Or north <laughs>
2: I would think got A lot Named after me. And the good news We're only Getting started Subscribe to the Robbie Fowler podcast Now on all your Usual platforms Or listen in every Monday from 7 pm on Dubai I 103.8.
0: You're listening to Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
1: Join the conversation on Dubai I 103.8. Great to have you with us. I'm in conversation now with the Middle East Mental Health Ambassador, Ali Salama. He's been sharing his experiences suffering from mental health issues when he moved to Canada from Dubai. And he's been speaking in schools but also thinks it's incredibly important to reach out to adults. Healthy Habits. On Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
2: It's not enough to just go to speak at schools, right? Mm. A lot of the people, you know, when I spoke at MIT, the Massachusetts uh, at ma- at online. Entrepreneurs have one of the worst statistics in the world when it comes to mental health at work. So, And one thing I realized is that people who go to work uh, and don't have great cultures end up bringing that and end up sort of passing that on to their kids and their kids end up talking to us at school. So it became not just about me speaking to youth at schools; it became about me speaking to the entire community. And the community has people, you know, going to work. And I think that the most important change that we will see in this world uh, comes from business leaders because business leaders have budgets those are the same budgets that they sort of hire myself or other people that go to speak and just make the culture a little bit more vulnerable. Like, what is it that you love about work? What is it that you don't love about work? What would you love to see? How would you love to feel coming and showing up to work every day? You know, all these sorts of things that enable someone to feel more comfortable, show up more like they are themselves. Because one thing that doesn't happen when we're not in great mental health is we often, you know, Show up as someone else. We We don't. We aren't ourselves, and that often h- creates more harm than good. And by the way, if you speak on, on it from a business perspective, innovation, creativity, that only happens when you can be vulnerable and raw because you have that space to share yourself. So from a business perspective and from a personal perspective, that's why I say on my show, in life and in business, empathy always wins. It's, it's, from, a, it's from that empathetic leadership perspective standpoint of view.
1: It makes so much sense. Unfortunately, I think there's an awful long way to go because many of the people in power are coming from generations where it's been seen as a weakness to show vulnerability rather than vulnerability You know, is incredibly powerful. And as you you say, it's when you feel happy and secure and safe that you can start to put ideas out there and perhaps fear rejection or fear discussion. And that's where progress is made. That is where creativity happens, where innovation happens as well. Um, if you could yeah. kind of wave a magic wand and see, you know, one thing change um, in companies particular, um, since I feel like this is something you're really clued into and perhaps where there is huge room for improvement. What would you like to see in every single company or every single company culture?
2: Yeah, I would definitely like to see a a, a well-being uh, workplace initiative for sure. That's something that, you know, uh, I believe needs to be tracked with clear KPIs, and clear confidentiality. Mm -hmm. I don't think confidentiality needs to happen in a therapy room. I think it needs to happen in every room, right? I think we need to feel safe wherever we go. And if the more places we can make modeled around the room that we feel safe in, that's where work needs to be at. And until we get to that point, I don't think companies will be facing, you know, in Canada, we're in the $55 billion burden. You know, worldwide, it's more than $2 trillion and dollars dollars being lost as a result of this burden that we're talking about. People not feeling like themselves showing up to work. So I think it's a matter of time before it gets there. But with everything that I'm doing, it's it's more around data without real time data driven decisions. We can't get anywhere. And this is what I'm solving right now.
1: And how can people get involved and find out more and even contribute to some of the research that you're doing?
2: If anyone's sort of listening and would love to get in touch, there's there's an array of things we can do together. But I would definitely love uh, for them to reach out to me uh, on my Instagram or via LinkedIn, Ali Salama, or via email at uh, uh, info at empower uh, com.
1: al oh, you do an amazing job and what a job that is the middle east mental health ambassador i can't think of anyone more suited to the role thank you so so much for your time today i know you're incredibly busy and as we said we'll definitely be charting your progress and please come back to us when you feel like <laughs> you've got some data we can look back at this crazy time of the last yeah. year the world's biggest social experiment but let's hope some good comes of it right
2: Thank you so much, Alan, for sure. After we come out with our first report, I'll definitely be contacting you guys.
0: You're listening to Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
1: Join the conversation on Dubai 103.8.
0: Wow, what did you guys think of that? Yeah? I have no idea how I sound on radio. I just never, 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 like, listen to it. I just go for it. But I hope you guys got something out of it because I feel like we need to... I mean, I'm so, I'm so fed up of oh mental health, mental health. You know, break the stigma, all this stuff. Because it's long overdue, man. Like we just need to, we need to have activations. We need to actually have events. We need to have. Apps, we need to we need to have culture, you know. Everyone loves music, everyone, even me. When someone's like, yo, use this hashtag, break this out. Me working in mental health. I'm like, dude, stop it. You're making me cringe. That's enough. Like, let's go a step further. We've been doing it. Hashtags are being sold, impressions are being sold. It like, you know, it's just we're not we're not we're not in a fish market here. We're we're are there people that are on the line that need this support and need us to step up and do do stuff, right? So I think I just wanted to put this message out. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to Empathy Always Wins. You guys are amazing. If you haven't rated the show on Apple... If you haven't left a review, if you haven't told your friends about it, that this is the world's mental health and leadership show, you have to do it. You can do it right now. You could go on WhatsApp, text your friend, share this episode with them, and voila, you are done. Anyways, thank you guys for your time. I am so, so excited about Empower's Next Steps. We're doing quite quite a unique thing. Let me just say that um, we are heavily investing into podcasting. That was all I can say right now. But guys, Empower Podcasting Network, if you want to learn more, I will be putting the links of Empower Podcasting Network on LinkedIn in the show notes below and Empower's podcasting community's Facebook group link also below. We are launching the Art of Podcasting within the next 10 days. The region's first podcasting school in collaboration with Microsoft for Startups, Middle East and Africa. I am super excited. I guess I recorded this course in my bedroom just because I'm freaking excited about podcasting. Wow. I want everybody to start a podcast. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) No, I'm joking. But guys, I would love for you to check it out. Um, Just join the podcasting network, EPN, Empower Podcasting Network. And let's take it there. Thank you guys for listening to the show. This is Ali on the mic. Why do I feel like I've turned into a DJ all at once? I, guys, I swear, I'm fasting. I am not, like, on some drugs here. Um, anyways, have you guys tried I mean, yeah, that maybe, maybe we'll keep that for another time. I swear, if I was hired by a radio station, they would have fired me by now. That's why I do podcasting. Anyways, thank you so much for your time, guys. We'll see you next week on a new episode exclusively on Empathy Always Win. But, guys, don't forget, and I really mean that, in life and in business, Empathy always, it always wins.